your brand is made up of experiences and not just for customers, but for employees. And if you give your employees the experience, that will transfer over to customers and they will see. They will see new employees welcoming, smiling, handshaking new employees. Customers will see huddles where people are sharing. Uh, this is what the best companies do. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another great episode of Out of the Hourglass. My name is Molly Nolan, and I'm back as your episode host, joined by NCG's managing partner, Brian Nolan, to talk about the importance of creating a welcoming experience and structure for those new employees joining your organization. Now, we've all had a first day at a new job somewhere. And let's be honest, that first day can stir up a mix of emotions, excitement, anxiousness, eagerness, maybe some confusion. Did I make the right choice? Should I really be joining this company? The experience you had on that first day can often set the tone for your success within the organization and leave a lasting impression on your perspective of the company's culture. Over the last year, we've connected the dots to how this new employee welcome experience impacts the overall retention of your team, and moreover, the greater macro and micro cultures within the business. Today, Brian runs us through his recommendations for how to set the experience up for success. He shares some best practices and snippets of culture visions from some existing Summit members and reminds us all that the first impression is a lasting one. Out of the Hourglass is a podcast channel dedicated to helping small business owners and contractors visualize their goals, develop high-performing teams, and build sustainable growth. It's time to get out of the Hourglass. And we're back with another great episode. Brian Nolan, welcome back to the podcast. You've been quite frequent lately. It's good to be back to share yet another one of my passions, Molly. Yes, many passions. We are in our Grand Summit month, which is wild. This year is flying by. Um, we are actually teeing up this passion that, you know, in this in this episode um, that Brian wants to share, but it's also a little preview into um, a Grand Summit session that'll be happening out in San Diego in just a couple weeks. Um, that session is going to be facilitated by NCG Director of Operations, Catherine Freeman. We've got a great panel around it. So um, anything you hear here, um, we'll kind of just be a preview and, and tidbit of what is to come um, if you are joining us out in San Diego. And those that are not our other listeners, um, we hope that we can, through this conversation, and share some best practices um, and inspire you in your own organizations to uh, create a really wonderful employee welcome experience. Mm -hmm. That feels good even saying it out loud, doesn't it, Brian? It does. It does. And so why for you has it become a, a speaking, you know, speaking point that you're so impassioned by over the last several years? So, um, you know, it, it became clear to me about three years ago that uh, there, there needed to be other solutions to, to this labor shortage. Um, and uh, so once we get employees in, they were turning around too quick. I'm sort of sort of scratching my head. So I was at a planning retreat with uh, a long-term summit member and 
it was like all of us at, at the same time had this epiphany when we were talking about what the onboarding experience felt like to a new employee. So what I'm talking about is how does it feel? How do you make an employee feel who is new coming into your company? And all of us said, uh-oh, that really depends upon what crew they're at. Some crews totally. may make it feel welcome. Some crews may say, start doing this. And so, Molly, what I, I, I'd like you to do, and I, I'd like everybody listening on this to think back to their first day of a major transition, okay? Yeah, even, even shut your eyes. Like yep. all of us have had major transitions in life. At first day came and we walk in the door. Molly, can you, can you reflect back an occasion? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, I can reflect back to starting um, at a new company, um, not Nolan Consulting Group, um, but I did come back to Nolan Consulting Group. So there was different feelings there, but this is a, a company that I was brand new. And I recall feeling excited, but anxious. Um, I had a lot of questions. I didn't really, I had to kind of follow up and get a better sense of what time should I be arriving? Um, how long was I going to be there for? There was no expectations of what that first day was going to look like. What did, I, what was I supposed to wear? What tools did I need to bring with me? Um, so my, my questions and confusion were, were probably helping to, to rise the level of anxiety living within me. Um, I do recall being welcomed by nice folks. Um, but still all throughout the day I had questions like what I was supposed to do, where I was supposed to be and what was my week going to look like? You go, I went from being so routine to being like, what do I, what am I doing? So, where? so fair to say you, you, you had stories made up. You were, you were thinking how it's going to go. You, you know, anxiety comes from things we can't control. We don't know. So you, you're looking desperately for someone to care for you, aren't you? I was. I, I showed up in a nice dress and heels when everybody else, it was a casual office with jeans and sneakers. So ah. I stood out and that made me feel more uncomfortable. <laughs> I looked great. I looked nice. I looked professional, but I didn't fit the environment. And I quickly learned, oh, we dress casual here. We're a cool, casual company. <laughs> We're not a super professional, professionally dressed company. People have probably heard that my my first sort of major job out of graduate school was at Aetna. And I went to this, um, this building where there were 7,000 employees working for Aetna in what can only be compared to a mall uh, with pods. And I, I, I walked in, um, I was 20, 24 years old and I had Ajita, a um, lot, of, lot of anxiety. I went into human resources. And I was given my, my uh, pod number MC 17. It's funny. I still remember that. And then I start walking through the holes. If I felt like Maxwell smart from get smart, you're probably too young for that Molly. No recognition there. Some of you older folks will get that one. And I finally arrived there and I get signed to a, a cubicle and uh, not a, not an awesome experience. I got to tell you. So then I reflect back on how um, many of uh, the contractors in the world um, bring on a new employee. And there's checklists, right? You come in, you got to fill out paperwork, right? and you got to go over orientation. And 
and that and then you send them out and you might give them an address to say hey here's your first uh, job and uh you know john your uh, crew leader is going to be there for you and you show up and now this is your second agita because you don't know anybody on the team and uh maybe john's nice maybe john's not maybe johnny introduces you to the team maybe he doesn't um and we wonder why sometimes um new employees don't stay very long as I as I reflect on the um, Gallup 12, 12 things you need to um, attract, focus, and retain the most talented employees, uh, one of the early ones on there is, do I have a friend at work? Uh, does someone at work seem to care about me? Um, so what I want to talk about here is to uh, create an experience. So we just welcomed... Uh, two new employees to the Nolan Consulting team. And Molly, what did we do before they started? It was a couple of things that we did. Um, the first that we did was uh, we made a video for each one of them. One was a little bit more intricate than the other, just based upon the timing that we had. Um, the first was actually like a 15, 25 second hello from each of us that was all compiled together. Um, the second video was just all of us around the table, the conference table, finished after a Monday morning huddle and welcoming this new person to the team and introducing ourselves. Both had impact in their own ways. I think the fact that we did a video in it in itself um, was unexpected and made the individuals feel really welcome. And we sent it to them either the, the night before or the morning of, so they were really familiar with the names on the video. Um, and for both of them, we set expectations in terms of um, communication prior, you know, what their first day was going to look like. You know, I'd like you to come in on Tuesday from 10 to 2. We'll do paperwork. We'll do, we'll go over this. It'll be a shorter day. This is, you know, what the, the vibe in the office is. So letting them really get a sense of what they can actually expect on their first day in this new environment. So we we got that from uh, Ryan Parsons from the Brothers at Just Two Gutters. Thank you, and Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. And it was, uh, and so it was a poof. Wow. That wouldn't take long. And that would change uh, uh, the whole, the whole person's context of who he was coming into a joint. And it turns out that they have over a hundred franchises now. And uh, he, he's learned that all of his franchises are doing this. It's amazing. Uh, even, even for the first helper, it, it only takes, takes 60 seconds on your iPhone. Uh, crew leader, just um, say hi, say who's on, on the team, tell them what the first day is going to be like and welcome them and send it to them. And uh, we're talking about stick factory here um, because what what um, we're going to talk about it at, at the Grand Summit a little bit more too. Colin is going to talk about what we call microcultures. And um, in the absence of a macro culture, you could have a lot of bad microcultures. And what you want is a macro culture that cascades down to a micro culture that is all doing things in a similar way according to the values of your business. So um, what I think about most here is how, how are we gonna get this message, what you and I are talking about now, out to every crew on every summit members team so that everyone can welcome people. So what does that look like? So when someone starts, 
Do we know anything about them? Do we know their hobbies? Do we know the sports teams they like? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, how hard would it be for us to send them a quick profile? Not hard at all. I can tell you, even from a summit member perspective, that's something that we are doing now for every new summit member that we start working with. Um, after they've completed their three-month business plan with us and they're deciding to join summit and be part of the group, we are asking them to complete a profile. What do they like to do? Who are the people on their team? When, they, when they're out of the office, what's, what, what are they passionate about? It helps us get to know them better. And then it allows us to engage with them in conversation, send them a thank you for something that's, that's right up their alley that, that feels like we actually care because we do. And we want to make sure that that care is seen. And, and uh, science is proving that human beings outside of food and water need most, they need connectivity. They need, they need connectivity to other human beings. They, they need to know that they are relevant, people care about them. And so now what we want to have happen is that we want um, either the crew leader to meet them at the office uh, or the field manager to meet them at the office and take them out to, to their crew. And they want to make sure that there's a huddle um, where the new person's introduced and uh, the new person shares a, a little bit about themselves and each person shares about themselves. This is a team, you know, um, everybody knows Kevin Nolan, uh, but not everybody knows Kevin C. Nolan. Kevin mm -hmm. C. Nolan is Kevin's son. Um, he's, he's a field manager in, in, in Nolan Painting and he's pretty terrific. I'm biased, I'm his uncle. But Molly, you would agree. He is agree. terrific. He, mm -hmm. And so he's going to also be speaking at the Grand Summit um, about um, the culture of his team and how he listens to the culture above and explains the why. The why we do things the way we do um, on how he um, gets input from other people and makes it safe to do that. Um, how he knows his team. And um, I'm pretty sure anybody on Kevin's teams and he runs several teams now would do anything for him because he knows um, they know he would do anything for them. Colin and, and Kevin are both pretty passionate about this topic. I, I spoke to Colin earlier and he was having a full day of kind of planning around for this session. And he was the fact that I even had to pull him away for 30 minutes to do another project with me. Like, it was a big thing because he was he was like all into what he was working on and really excited about just the the concept and seeing the impact of it. Um, so here we were coming into this conversation thinking we were just talking about, you know, the employee welcome experience and, and Catherine session that's going to be at the Grand Summit and talking about the integration and the onboarding component. But it really lends to the, also the overall culture component, that micro versus macro and and the ongoing impact of that. And so we're talking about retaining the best employees, yes. right? So the first two weeks, I mean, make no mistake, we are, we are assessing them as well. Like we're looking to see if a new employee has the values that our company needs demonstrated. And so the only way we, we can do that is if we connect, right? So if we are intentional around uh, introducing him or her to every team member, and the team members is now giving input on their, on their coworker. The first two weeks, um, everybody's heard of this, this term we call green book. 
And so when I talk about onboarding, I want to be clear. I'm talking about the first 90 days. That's a lot. And mm-hmm. I want to break that down between the first day, the first two weeks, and then the first 90 days. So the first day we are talking about um, the orientation in the office. We are talking uh, about uh, the profile, uh, going out to to field, having a huddle, meeting the team. Who is this new human being joining our organization? Um, then we're talking about the next two weeks. And this is where it's made clear on, on day one that the new employee has a green book where they are going to be evaluated on um, a five or six uh, generally behavior, behavioral type things, um, including follows orders, smiles, uh, you know, take, takes a direction, um, it practices safe, arrives on, on time. All, all the while, giving that, that new employee input um, on how they're doing against these behavioral value things. And then we make a decision during those two weeks whether this person's a keeper or, or not. And Human Resources is having a meeting um, every week, evaluating all the new employees, looking at the green book, which is digital. It's on a smart sheet. So they see the report where the job lead is filling in either a smiley face, a middle face, or a frown. And the new pretty employee, basic, <laughs> pretty basic stuff, uh, very widely used uh, sort of uh, guide as to whether someone's there where they need to be. Um, they need to get a smiley face on all of the behavioral items during the first two weeks. If they don't, then we are going to be intentional to let them go. And I think the important thing is that someone might say, but you know, if they're like in the middle of the road and it's a, you know, that's, that's not an unhappy face, but it's a so-so, shouldn't we be giving them more time? We would say, pause, think about all that time and money that you're going to spend investing in training that person. Is it, if they can't show you that they've got at least the values and alignment and culture in the first two weeks, it's not really worth spending the time and money to train them. Well, there's a key thing there that um, in the first two weeks, it's incumbent upon us to give them feedback. Mm-hmm. This is what often is missing. You know, you hear like uh, the job leader who calls the office and says, you got to get rid of Joe. He's a loser. He's not going to make it here. I don't know. He's just, he doesn't seem to follow, follow directions or he's not smiling or he's sloppy um, without having given that employee feedback. Now it's hard to give that kind of feedback. So we need to train our job leaders to give feedback. Feedback is a gift. All we're saying is, hey, at the start, we're going to let you know where you stand. I mean, isn't it, isn't it the right thing to do to give someone that feedback before just letting them go? And also, be, meanwhile, you're documenting this in Smartsheet, the feedback, smile face or so. So if you get sued after, after fire, firing someone, um, you send them all the date stamps, uh, responses, and feedback sessions. And um, Nolan Panning has found that that magically seems to drop lawsuits when mm. uh, the, those those documentations are documentation, there. documentation, documentation. Yeah, and then there's a thing, and if you remember the uh, labor law um, podcast I did with Dave Walton, um, he talked something that resonates with me is. Notice an opportunity. 
mm-hmm. notice and opportunity. You must give employees notice and opportunity. Um, and if you don't, then you're first of all, not being a good manager. Uh, and second of all, you're not setting yourself up to practice good litigation management or risk management, if you will. I mean, this just tees up another in, important uh, development opportunity is that the, the role of the job site leader and their development and being aware to look for these things and being aware of how to give feedback, all of these things play such integral parts together. N- nothing that we're saying here is brand new, but what we're doing is connecting the dots. Yes, we're we con- are. We're connecting the dots between um, and the, the the recruiting issue to the retention issue to the existing management issues that and and how they all impact each other at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. I want I want to add add something else in in these two weeks. Um, like to have uh, either a breakfast or a lunch or a orientation session with the owner, with the leader, with the uh, CEO, um, and I want them to ask the new employee, "How do we do?" How do we do welcoming you? I really, really want to know that. Um, so is that a standing, is that a standing calendar item? Because I, I asked, I have to ask this question because, you know, a CEO is going to say, I'm busy. My calendar's full. I, I can't meet everybody. So is that a standing calendar item that they should have every Friday, 12 to one, that lunch at the office for new folks to ask how they did? Yeah. You know, I'm really, really proud of Jeremy Brooks from Brooks Painting, who, he put this in a, a year ago. Um, I think it's two times a month and uh, all, all new employees that have been hired during those two weeks um, will join. I think it's a breakfast with Jeremy and nice. uh, it's his opportunity to really bring the values alive as well um, so that they can see and to, see, see the vision and see maybe there's opportunity for them to grow into Love that. It. Nice work, Jeremy. And uh, yeah, Kevin's been doing that for years and years, mm-hmm. right? And uh, Kevin breathes uh, mission, vision, values, mission, vision, values, <laughs> repeat, mission, vision, values. But uh, not everybody is designated or not designed to operate in that way. And so it's it's a, it's a, a practice a lot of us have to force our, ourselves to do. I mean, right. Kevin's pretty natural at that, whereas others might not be. That's right. So, you know, recognize that it might feel uncomfortable that you're going to have going to have to do this. But again, the impact that it can bring, uh, I just, there's a spectrum of how we all operate. And so for some of us, it, it's really easy for some of us. It's probably, it, may, it might not be what we're looking forward to, but there's the haves twos and the wants twos and the don't want twos, but we got to do them anyway. Yeah. Like, like Jeremy would tell you that that's not a natural thing for him, but he'd also tell you when he gets into a heart to heart with people, it's so, mm-hmm. it's so fulfilling for him and he's good uh, he's good with the hearts to hearts yeah. Jeremy, jeremy's good at that so so i think what we're talking about here is having um a new employee welcome experience system it's mm-hmm. a system that uh people don't good people don't fall through cracks bad people uh get caught before they get too far down and cause cancers in your company um because now, now we're moving on after two weeks, we've decided we want to invest in, in this employee. Um, so this learning pathway is off and running and uh, um, a, an apprentice knows uh, what they have to accomplish uh, to get a raise. Um, very much tied to skills, their compensation and uh, job leaders are, are trained 
to, to be trainers. And I think it's very important that this mixes in with a train-to-trainer program. Don't assume that your job leaders know how to train. You know, we have a very simple model, know, show, do, review. Tell them what you know, show them what you know, have them do it and review it, giving them feedback. Um, so they, they have a clear set of skills that they have to learn. Uh, and there's videos that have been produced by the, by the job leads uh, submitted to a, cert, a certain structure. Um, and uh, then within 90 days, we need them to go from an A1 to an A2. And if someone is not able to practice the simple skills in an A1, then um, we know they're not someone we're going to invest in long-term after that. Um, so the, those, those pathways become part of it. Now we've officially onboarded. It's like the 90-day mark is a pretty important mark for lots of reasons mm-hmm. um, with unemployment and things like that. So Benefits are typically applied after 90 yeah, days. Yeah. So let, let's, again, be intentional. Let's have a... Um, let's have office support here. Office must support this by producing the reports of where, what, what stage are the new employees at from a time and accomplishment and be talking about them. And um, so that's a really, really key thing. I think it's important to know, you know, we're, we're alluding a lot to, to roles that belong out in the field and, you know, the producing of the work, but uh, this concept is applicable to any position what in the office, in sales. I mean, every every new hire, and regardless of level, whether they're coming in at a manager level versus an apprentice level, everybody deserves a welcome experience and a training training plan or outlay of what their expectations are are going to be for the first two weeks, ninety days. So f- setting the system, at those different levels, maybe we're starting off with with the field and the apprentice level, but then we're going to learn to build into okay, what are what are the other employee welcome experiences metrics? What are we what are what are we trying to hit for those coming into the office for those coming into sales? It's not a one it's not a one stop all. I think I think there's depending upon the role, mm-hmm. there's some different check ins. Yeah, yeah, you know the metrics you mentioned are pretty important. We 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 have a lot of sales metrics, but we don't often treat um, human resource metrics uh, with, the, with the same diligence and, and you know, tracking. So what, what is your new employee turnover rate? What is your turnover rate? But then what's your new employee turnover rate? And you know, what's, how many of them are leaving uh, be, before 90 days versus after? And then what's your voluntary termination rate versus your involuntary termination rate? Um, we, if we let them go, we, we need to be able to understand that, those numbers because we need, need to understand if we're not picking the right people. What's what's the impact on the on the interview, and where we're getting? Um, we are in the human resource game. Make no mistake about it. Um, I know at the time of this recording, uh, there there's some economic slowdown issues happening out, out there. Um, this will pass. Uh, but the employee shortage in trades uh, won't pass as fast. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a decade-long challenge that we have to move the ball. And uh, so until we get good at this, um, we've got to put, we we have to focus on on improving systems to make them happen. 
just to to hit on the, this this HR um, KPIs, um, Andrew and I did a whole podcast series on KPIs by department, and we specifically did an episode on HR and accounting and understanding that there are certainly metrics that an HR uh, department can be measuring themselves against. Uh, several things of which you said, but also looking at um, uh, you know attendance and absent rate by crew and crew leaders. Does that lead to you know? Does that indicate leadership issues? Um, the the yield ratio for applicant interviews to hires, the turnover in within the first ninety days, the recruitment cookbook. I mean, there's a lot of different things within that department itself um, that help that can help us give a good sense of is my employee onboarding experience something that we need to look at super important those those are takeaways Mm -hmm. from from this podcast right away um you know this became uh so important in one of the mastermind groups that i that i hold legacy group which is the longest and biggest companies that i work with um that we had them um all write a welcome experience write a culture so i I, I, I often like to say, put, say, how can we, how can we cascade culture down? And uh, I always say that the owner, the CEO owns the culture. And uh, I like creating culture documents for what's a great sales culture, what's a great safety culture, what's an onboarding culture. It's like, what do I mean by when I say I want a great onboarding experience? Because everybody has their own interpretation of what that means. Right. Like a, a, a statistical HR person may mean, well, that means that I check off all the boxes. I did the right nine, I did that, that's good. But um, no, no, I wanna be very clear what I, I mean by that. So Molly and I are just gonna reference a few. Um, so I'll, I'll start with a uh, Webfoot, uh, the Webfoot based in uh, Bend, Oregon. Um, I'll just read a, a, a few sentences from it. It's about um, a page and a half long, uh, but the second paragraph is, uh, at Webfoot, we welcome new Webfooters wholeheartedly. We embrace them from the day they show interest in the company. Our processes are designed to get them up to speed so they know what's going on here, what they can expect, and what we expect. Rather than just reading our values and telling them about safety, we share real stories that inspire us. We get to know them by asking them about themselves and listening to their stories. We ask about their goals and understand what's important to them. And they go on and on and on. And so what what Webfoot is doing is they are sharing this at their job site leader meetings. They're they're talking to to crew leaders about this. This is like, this is how we behave. This is how we show, show the values. Hey, Ma, what do two dudes do? Yeah, that's the Webfoot way. That's the Webfoot web way, way for new employees. Um, so two dudes painting out in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. When new employees come to two dudes, they are welcomed and embraced into an organization that they know values them as individuals and is invested in their future. Their experience is one of being welcomed into someone's home with gratitude for their engagement and hospitality that ensures their comfort and commitment. From the moment they are hired, they receive professional and engaging communication about their upcoming onboarding experience. And it, it includes a couple um, other things about, about the dudes. Um, and then one line I'll read, practical details are clearly communicated with their training plan clearly laid out, an introduction to the dudes training center, and their 50, 30, 50, and 90 day check-ins are discussed. 
So those new folks know that they have got four check-ins set out in the next, between the moment they've arrived to the next 90 days. They're going to win the war on labor. It's good stuff. How do you win the war on, on labor? Let's do one more. Lancaster painting out in Turlock, California. There's a introductory paragraph, uh, but I want to go into something that sort of resonated with me. After their initial onboarding in the office, the new employee will ride along with their assigned crew leader and visit, visit active job sites to meet some of the teams. During the ride along, they will learn about the roles of each player on their team and the purpose of the crew leader's role. The crew leader will give them an overview of how we operate and go over what success looks like to win as a team. They emphasize the importance of safety in our line of work and how we work, our operations motto, safe, happy, and under. So they're, they're not leaving it to individual job leads to determine what a positive experience looks like. Um, it, it, it's, you know, you're, your brand is made up of experiences and not just for customers, but for employees. And if you give your employees the experience, that will transfer over to customers and they will see. They will see new employees welcoming, smiling, handshaking new employees. Customers will see huddles where people are sharing. Uh, this is what the best companies do. And you can imagine that someone, an employee who maybe has a terrible experience at your company and decides on their own, that's not the place for them. They might be as vocal as the customer who didn't have a great experience on a job and say, I tried working for them for a couple of weeks. The culture there is awful. I wouldn't hire them. Well, and, and in fact, there's, there's uh, social media implications here. Sure are. Because you can go on Glassdoor and say, well, what's it like to be a new employee there? And they're they're reporting back and uh we need good we need good reviews mm -hmm. um, we live in a visible world these days and so we have to keep that in mind at every you know opportunity when we're interacting with somebody else so what's your welcome experience people listening to this and is, is there an opportunity you know i i just made a, a bunch of changes into ours after the last six months of hearing how the brothers are just to gutters do it. And um, I think that makes a difference. I really, really do. And and if you're, you're thinking about it and looking to make a change, one of the first things you can do is talk to the most recent hires and ask, like you said at the onset, Brian, ask how you did, ask what they liked about the onboarding and ask, ask what they didn't and tell them this is a safe zone. We're looking to make changes. If we didn't do the best we could have, we'd like to make it the best we can for your next um, team member. Excellent. Excellent. Cool. Well, Brian, thank you so much. I can definitely tell you are passionate about the topic. Um, so much so that we've, you know, have a ver are now realizing it, a variety of sessions um, around this topic or, or you know, um, connecting the dots between the two at our upcoming program. Um, and I believe we will continue to to kind of keep those, those dots folding um, as the year goes on. Yeah. So, Brian, until next time, we'll see you then. Thanks, Ma. Thank that you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group. 
a nationwide business coaching and consulting firm with coaches located throughout the country. Have a question, comment, or idea for future episodes? We'd love to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.